Hello, Julian. Hello, Mike. What are we going to talk about tonight? Tonight, we're going to talk about and to an expat vet who came to the UK to improve his English. Mm, yeah, yeah. But he went to Aberdeen. Aberdeen? Oh, for heaven's sake, you never learned English there. God. Well, let's get him on and find out, shall we? Yeah, all right. Listen, Francisco Gomez, is it? That's right. Never mind. Hi, I'm Mike Brampton. And my name is Julian Hope. Welcome to Veterinary Ramblings. The first order of business, as far as I'm concerned, is have you got a drink? Yes. No. Yes, I do. It's in here. Look, this is my drink. Yes. Fantastic. Now, is that Bailey's? No, it's not I, Bailey's. I'm having... Oh, it's I know what you are. No, I'm having um, Santa Caramel Liqueur. What's Santa that? Caramel Liqueur? That, Santa... I've not had that. Salted caramel. Yeah, salted caramel liqueur. Yes, you can only get it in a very expensive and specific um, shops in the high street. It's called Aldi, isn't it? No, it's called Tesco's. 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 Other other expensive supermarkets are, of course, available. I'm having having a a gin and tonic. I'm having a Monkey 47. Obviously, this is a a show people are listening, but you know the bottle? The bottle looks like um, Fino bottles. You know Fino bottles? Yes, it does. Oh, wow. Oh, now that is lovely. Good. Yes. I'm glad you like it. Oh, that's wonderful. So Monkey Monkey 47, 47. presumably... It's 47 proof, but are there also 47 botanicals? There are. It's a Schwarzland dry gin. It is. Oh, this is lovely. Well, this is an interesting one because it's actually it's actually distilled or has originated by a British expat living in Germany. Oh, really? But, and yes, it's served in a very small, almost medicine-like bottle, isn't it? It, it is, with, with a, a beautiful cork. With a beautiful the cork. The cork has, has a lovely sort of uh, metallic bezel. Yes, it does. Around the uh, around the centre of it. Yeah, um, I like that. There we go. But of course, that's Monkey Forty Seven. But we've got our own expat with us this evening, Francisco. We have, we have. Because I detect. Now, correct me if I'm wrong here, Francisco. But oh. you you work and live around the Nottingham area. Yes. But I'm not hearing a Nottingham accent here. Well, I'm. Um... Probably not from here originally. Okay. Yes. So, so you're from further north, are you, or, or, or Scotland? No, I'm for a little bit south. Oh, further south. Oh, I see. Yes. Cornwall. Yeah, a little bit south. Oh, farther why, than that. That's why we don't know the accent. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But further than further Cornwall. Mm. Is there anywhere further than Cornwall? You tend to fall off the map there. T- tell us exactly where you're from. Spain, from Malaga. We, from Malaga. Malaga. Right. Beautiful yeah. place. But you can't Wonderful. get much further south in Spain than Malaga, can you? Well, you can get to Gibraltar. Yes. Yeah, but that's... Oh, but that's, that's, that's back to England again, isn't it? <laughs> no, that's not England. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm just waiting now for, for the responses to come in. Yeah. <laughs> that's back in Blighty, man. Goodness me, yes. Absolutely. So, <laughs> and when did, you, when did you come over from, uh, from Malaga? I came over because I had a friend who um, who said, oh, well, why don't you come to England? I'm working here uh, as a meat inspector and 
there are there is a shortage of them and then uh, you're a vet with your qualifications you can do it uh, spend here six months and then uh, you improve your english you travel the world a little bit and that was the plan that sounds mm-hmm. like a great plan but i've got a feeling a few things have interrupted that particular plan so yeah first, first let me <laughs> ask you are you still friends with this friend Yes, he's still my friend. <laughs> my my dad isn't, but um, but I am. How interesting! Your dad isn't. No, my dad keeps asking who who did who did make him go because he's not coming back. Ah, uh, yes, they must miss you. Yeah, that's that, that's the reason. You know, I, I can understand that. Yeah. So, so tell it's, us it's, tell us the story then, because so you you qualified as a vet. Yes. Um, presumably from. Is the University of Cordoba, okay, mm-hmm. Cordoba, which okay. is the province, a, a province um, next to Malaga, because Malaga mm-hmm. didn't have a veterinary school back then, right? Uh, and then once I qualified, then spent a year in small animals over there, mm-hmm. uh, and then left the job, and that was the next thing that happened. Um, uh, and then I um, I came to the UK um, with a company who was doing the meat inspection, mm-hmm. and um, uh, after three months, uh, we changed jobs. Uh, and Well, we changed jobs. They offered me a job in Aberdeen uh, for a plant, uh, for a chicken plant. Okay. To, to do a meat inspection in a, in a chicken plant. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. And in, in my contract, it says, if we haven't uh, find you a job within, within a month, then the contract ends and you don't have a job. Um, I didn't realize that the chicken plant hadn't opened yet uh, and it never opened. So okay. I lost my job. I, I ended up with no job, but still three months to pay uh, in Aberdeen as, um, uh, in my, um, where I was living, uh, renting in a share, in a share house. So um, one thing led to another, spent some time working for cash uh, in a in an Italian restaurant. Obviously, I'm not Italian. Nobody there was Italian. Right. Um, <laughs> the, the, the cook was well, Glaswegian. The waitress was English. And there was no Italians there. Uh, and then um, after, after... Was it a good the, restaurant otherwise? Oh, yeah, it was brilliant. Uh, they paid me, like I said, in cash for a few hours, and they gave me dinner as well. And the guy, you know, the guy cooked really well. So right. I was quite happy about that. Okay. Great. Um, pasta uh, and haggis. Uh, no, I was. It was like Italian food. It was pasta and stuff like that. Okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, and then over there in in that same area, there were a couple of practices. It was a PDSA as well, uh, and they let me watch and see practice over there. I thought maybe I could try that. Okay. Uh, so I sh- I I found. I don't know how. I think it was um, the bad times or something. I I found lots of jobs, lots of jobs. I mean, I applied for pretty much everything uh, i probably applied for things that was no way i was going to get with mm-hmm. uh, my experience and I, I i actually was very surprised that i have so many so many answers lots of answers um the, the problem was most of these answers said i'm sorry we don't want you okay <laughs> but, but they were lots of answers. I do, uh, people actually took me seriously that's the main thing I'm, I'm, uh, i have to say I'm, I'm quite amused at the idea that um you ended up in Aberdeen, hoping to earn it, learn English. <laughs> well, right, yes. it, it's the one thing they don't speak up there, isn't it? I was uh, going to say, not yeah. even we understand people from Aberdeen. 
No, they don't understand each other, so that's not um, <laughs> uh, quite a... Um, how, uh, how, how without woman? not being offending uh, the Aberdonians, uh, they have their own language, like Doric, um, but uh, in the plant I was working, they were, they were workers from two different towns, and then they, they were like in cliques, in groups, right. uh, because uh, their dialect, each group was speaking, was different. It's, and they have traveled yeah. to, to understand each other. And they, they live only like 100 miles away from each other. It's incredible, isn't it? They're, they're, yes. they're almost separate languages. Yeah. Yes, right. absolutely. That's, so how old were you when you were doing this? Uh, how old I am now or back then? Back then? Back then, 27? 27, okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, and then after four months, like I said, um, I, found, I found some jobs and got a job in in nottingham uh, i never thought i was going to spend 15 years here but here sure. i am <laughs> <laughs> so you're pretty much set and you got a wife and and a, and a son yes apparently we're not married but uh, um, getting married is a bit old now okay <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's very 1990s isn't it getting married? well i don't know <laughs> it, it may happen one day yeah so you, you have a one-year-old son uh, yes which is asleep about 10 meters from here. Hopefully we so, w- woke him up. Okay. So you haven't slept for a year? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much what it is, yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so I, I can I can hear a parent talking. <laughs> uh, well, J- Julian, 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 but we, we can't ask him what he was doing in COVID. First lockdown. We know. Oh, no, we do know now, don't we? Yes. No, yes, you don't. Well, oh, Yes. You have oh, yes, we do. Son. Oh, yes, we do. You have a one-year-old no. son. And, no, uh... you don't, because um, we, we, we we found out before um, COVID came, so. Ah, right. Oh, okay. There we go. Okay, so it's, it's sort of a year then. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations anyway, Francisco. Thank you. That's yeah, lovely. I agree. It's, it's a lovely thing to be a parent. Yeah. It has his moments, but it's a lovely thing to do. <laughs> yeah, don't spoil it. He's going to have to go through it anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, does he get so worse now? Getting back, to, <laughs> getting back to Malaga, which is a beautiful yeah. part of the world. Yeah. Not many jobs out there for vets, or uh, you just fancied doing yes. something different? Just the yacht now. Uh, back then, well, back then they were as well, but they weren't that, uh, that great at the time. Well, I didn't think so, but hmm. I... I have a lot of friends working there and I'm working in good jobs. But and when you spend time in, in a place, you started to, uh, how do you say it? You, you create, um, you put roots down, you know, yes. and, um, you know, you end up with a house, with a mortgage. Uh, and, and the farther you spend time in a place, the, the hardest it is to, you know, to go somewhere else. So mm-hmm. Maybe one day I'll come back, but that's not decided yet. Okay. Okay. So, so as a twenty-seven-year-old, then was this yes. like a, a a bid for freedom and yeah. unattached? Yes. Let's let's go and see if we can make something happen. Yes, I went to travel the world, um, and then my first stop was um, the UK, uh, okay. and that's it. That's the end of traveling the world. <laughs> well, some some would say that technically that is. That's it. With the, is there anything left? I, I think you, 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 you're there. Yeah. You? This is the world. Yeah, mm, it, it, it's the world. especially after Brexit. Yeah, I mean, that, that's really opened up 
the United Kingdom as being just the world, hasn't it? <laughs> because because no one else wants us now, do they? No. Uh, uh, Quite rightly. Well, yes, well, the, the, the problem is um, um, there is now more problems for... Uh, when I came in, mm-hmm. um, I just... It, it was just moving towns. Didn't need mm-hmm. any sort of... Yep. Um, any documentation or anything like that. Uh, but now it's more difficult. I I I pay for my citizenship and my passport, and pretty much I have to say I paid for it. You pay to become a citizen. Mm-hmm. It's not yes. that you uh, you gain the right or anything like that. No. Um, but if we were to come back to uh, if I was to go to Spain, then the difficulty would be for my partners is English. Right. Yes. So yes. that is before Brexit, that would have been fairly simple, wouldn't it? Yes. At, at the moment, as a tourist, you're only allowed to spend there 90 days in 180. Yep. So if if you want to spend more time, you need a visa or or you have to find a way around it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so you're not even allowed to work for free. Well, I'm, I, I know quite a bit about this because um, one of the things, uh, one of the sides of, of my business is teaching. Yeah. And one area of, of that, um, I quite enjoyed the idea of going to live for four months in wherever, Granada. Yeah. Or or Milan or yeah. Paris. Yeah. And just and get a feel for living as a local in, in any of the European countries, which of course pre-Brexit, not a yes. problem at all. And one area that I've been spending quite a lot of time in is the Czech Republic. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And of course, if I'm living in Granada and I get a series of gigs in the Czech Republic, back pre-Brexit, not a problem. No, I think, yeah. Off I go, up to Prague, no problem at all. But of course, now, post-Brexit, if I've been there for more than 90 days, I've got a problem. Yeah. So I'm currently applying for citizenship in Greece. Uh-huh which will enable me access to the Schengen area. Yeah. And should get rid of the the Brexit hangover and enable me to live as a European, which I particularly enjoyed doing for most yeah. of my life. Yeah. So, so how's it been for you? Because it's the other side of the coin. The Greek yeah. authorities and European authorities seem to be going, we're in the middle of a global pandemic. You haven't been able to fill form XYZ in in time but that's okay because we appreciate why you're not actually here because yeah. you've got stuck in the uk so how yeah. have the uk authorities been for you for me it's been okay, okay. because because i i managed to get my citizenship and my passport before the pandemic mm-hmm. right so i have double citizenship two passports okay so i i have all the rights in the UK as an, any other citizen. But the moment I enter the European Union, I have access to all countries there too. Yeah. So even though I was fighting against this, mm-hmm. I'm actually in better position than most people. Right. Because I can I still have my freedom of movement and I can access the UK. Right. Like Europeans can't do the same thing, neither neither the British. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But of course, for your partner, it would, makes it a bit more difficult. Yes, that would be more difficult. Yeah, would would, would marriage solve that? 
Uh, marriage may reduce the times, the times to, um, to to actually need to be in a place or another. Right. So it, it doesn't help that much. A lot of people think it does, but it doesn't. Maybe right. having a son together is is more likely to to improve because European law is very pro family and stuff. So you know, right. if if your son is uh, in a place, then it's likely the mother will be able to come with. Yeah. Okay. Very yeah. helpful. So in, enough of enough of the politics. Now, let me yeah. let me ask you, Francisco. You you say that you are just a vet. Yeah, more than that. You're more than just a vet. Yeah, yeah. We, we had we had just a gardener on the other week. Did and she, she was just a gardener, and we found out a hell of a lot more that made her far more than just a gardener. So you are more than just a vet. Yes, that's the name of my podcast. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I started, well, I started, uh, was it this year? Yeah, this year. Well, mm-hmm. it'll be last year by the time you you publish this, mm-hmm. um, which is 2021. And and I thought, well, could I, I, I was a guest in another, in another podcast uh, called I'm an Immigrant. Uh, and yeah. then I actually enjoyed the, the being a guest and I thought, oh, actually, I could, I could actually do this myself mm. and be the one asking the questions. Um, so, and I thought maybe I could do this with other vets. You know, in the profession, there is a lot of dissatisfaction, um, mostly about how people perceive the treated by clients. And I think I, I say perceive because very often it's just perceived. You know, I, I do think uh, most of our clients, they are absolutely and uh, very deeply in love with us. That's, that's how I feel about it. And I think mm-hmm. it's true. But, you know, um, you remember only the small percentage that give you heartache. So, um, so what, what you're saying is, is that when you've got an angry client standing in front of you going, I want to see a British vet and you so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so-and-so, you're actually deep down inside thinking, they really love me. Yeah, absolutely <laughs> that. They just don't know how to express that love. Yeah, they just don't express it properly, of course. In, in a loving you're manner. very hard to remember they're worried about their pet and they're also worried that uh, you're going to say something that they don't like, either because it costs too much or it's bad news for their pet or because they've been doing something wrong and they're worried that you're going to tell them off. For, for yeah. Well, yeah, you know, all those things. Pe- people get stressed, you know, and they have mm. their own stress at home and they, they come to the vet and then we charge them uh, a little bit. We don't charge a lot, don't we? Uh, and, uh, and then when, when, we, when we talk to them, then they, they worry, you know, and sometimes they can't cope. And when they can't cope, sometimes, you know, stress comes out in different ways. But they'll lash out and, and, and you always lash out in the way that um, you, you know subconsciously is going to hurt the person you're lashing out at the most. Yes. And so they lash out at your professionality. Yes. Is- uh, so, so I thought I could record this and then record some vets, uh, find the humanity of, of vets, um, having a chat with them. Uh, and then if um, clients listen to my show, they can feel a little bit more connected with us rather than be distant uh, from us. So that, that was the idea. That's the reason mm-hmm. I started the podcast. Um, but uh, with time, I realized that the main audience of my podcast are vets themselves. Okay. So, <laughs> so I still I still have a, a chat with them, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I think it's, um, 
it's, it's a bit different. I still trying to make sure the show is open enough. Uh, and when I use like difficult terms, uh, then I I explain them so people who are novets can can understand them. Right. Uh, and then I did nine shows last uh, this year, well last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm now doing a different way. I'm trying to record a few shows from people from all of, all over the world, vets from other places mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. in the world. And then, uh, and the idea is to show vets and vet nurses and veterinary professionals, how veterinary people work abroad, you know? Uh, okay. I got someone from a couple of people from the Caribbean. I have someone from Australia. Uh, I am about to record someone from Nigeria. Um, and and I have someone also from Germany. So mm-hmm. and I went to, to do a few shows from people from different places and, and a couple of them from the UK as well. And that's, so, very interesting. that's that's my plan. And hopefully in 2022, um, people will be able to listen to it. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Let's hope so. Because although it's, it's, it's the same job, isn't it? It's the same yeah. animals. It's the same uh, drugs in, 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 in the main part. It's the same techniques. It's very different worlds that we that we live in as vets. Yeah, um, different client expectations. We have different client abilities. Yes, and we have very different uh, moral and ethical views. I think. In, in Absolutely. Different. Yes, and and this is this is something that I'm finding difficult as well because one of the problems is my accent is not the easiest. I mean, I, I can see you can hear me, so you can listen to me. Well, you understand what I say. Yeah. The, despite well, that's what, because I spent three years in Aberdeen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. the, despite these old, old excuses, some clients call and reception tells me, oh, it didn't want to see you because he says he doesn't understand you. I'm thinking, <laughs> all right, that must be the reason. Um, but, I, had a, I had a new receptionist, uh, I must tell you, I had a new receptionist a couple of years back who... Um, who couldn't remember my name and the client phoned up and said I, I, I want to see the vet I saw the other day she said oh I'm new here which vet was that and she said um so oh he was oh is it a male vet was it yes yes was it was it the attractive looking one or, or the short bald one <laughs> I, this. I thought hang on she's not going for a rise yet is she brutal brutal <laughs> Brutal but honest. I got a better one. Brutal but honest. So Go on. uh, and Andy, the other male there, one of the other male there, the practice, is obviously much taller and more handsome than I am. So uh, and younger. I, I felt you know fair enough. That's the eye of the beholder, like you say in England, right? <laughs> it's gonna be the same, Francisco. Very good to say. <laughs> Go on, Francisco. You were gonna say you've got a better one. I work in Norwich for a couple of years, and a very nice friend uh, of mine. Uh, whose name is um, is Anthony, uh, is Polish, um, but is also black, which being Polish is not what you expect, right? <laughs> and I'm Spanish, but I'm actually very pale to be Spanish. I'm actually the paler person of my family. Maybe, you know, um, hoping I'm still part of my family bloodline. Um, but... Um, <laughs> We have the same thing. The, the question from from uh, from a client to a reception is, oh, uh, could they say the same vet again? Say, yes. Uh, oh, it's the foreign one. Uh, yes, they're both foreign. Uh, the Spanish one or the Polish one? Uh, nobody's going to say the black one. That's not politically no, acceptable. Of course not. 
So, <laughs> so, so, so we end up very often having each other clients and having in the middle of, of a session, of a consulting session, changing clients from rooms because at the same time, people have chose the wrong way. <laughs> so that was quite, um, quite frequently that happened. That, that wouldn't be a problem for us, Julian, if I worked in veterinary medicine, would it? No, not at all. Huh. Nobody had ever mixed you and I up. <laughs> um, although there are a few people who occasionally think we're brothers or, or even twins. One of you the um, yeah, one of the so I was at no. the vet nurse congress this year, and uh, a few people said, uh, I, "I love that podcast you do with your brother." <laughs> so did, did, did it not occur to you that? that my brother and I have different surnames. <laughs> and she said, um, no, I just, you know, more or less assume that one of you had changed your name. Okay. I see. Yeah. Fair enough. Brilliant. So, so it's my stage it, name, we, darling. It's my stage twins. name. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I said to her, we, we, we're twins. So we've changed our surname so people um, don't <laughs> think we're the same person. And she said, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> And that's the level of our audience, Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> we love you all. We all we love you all. And what would we do without you? And your follow-up comments. We've probably, I've probably just lost us. <laughs> probably just lost us. They'll be coming to my show. Yep. They'll be coming. They'll be coming, they'll be coming to your show. show. We haven't heard from Brenda for a while, have we? We, we haven't actually. No. We've insulted a few people along the way, Francisco, and, and we and we apologise for that. We apologise for that. I would just say there are some people who are there waiting in the wings to be upset and insulted. And I suspect that she was one of them. She watched the programme for 55 minutes and didn't enjoy a single bit of it. Now, I don't know about you. I've, I've watched or listened to a few podcasts for a couple of minutes and thought, not my cup of tea. I think I'll listen to something else. I'll switch that one off. <laughs> Actually, she, she's not from far, far from where... Um... Where Francisco is? No, oh, she's not. A little, bit, a little bit further. She might be one of his clients. Shh. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. Anyone called Brenda comes in, just fix him with a steely eye and say, "Do you, do we, you listen to any other veterinary podcast?" We, we fully mask we, up, please, Brenda. We refer to our client by Mrs. and Mister. We don't or Doctor. So I'm not gonna know if someone's called Brenda. Interesting. It's difficult in my practice because they're all lord and lady. So you know, we have. To... <laughs> Brilliant stuff. We I got told off once. We've rambled off track. Hmm? We rambled off track. We we rambled quite a bit, didn't we? I was going to hmm. say I, I got told off at a previous practice I worked at because I let people call me by my first name. The practice manager drew me aside and said, it's very bad. You shouldn't let people call you by your first name because then they lose respect for you. Uh, I'd say that's uh, a... Uh, I ask everyone to call me Fran anyway at, at work, so... Mm. I, I go with a short bald one. That's fine. <laughs> 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 so, would you, would you say that... that, that you said things have changed a little bit for uh, for Spanish vets now. So there are more opportunities, are there, in Spain? I think I think there are. Yeah. Well, I think um, the way um, people treat animals in the UK back then, when I um, came in, was there was more difference back then. Um, pets were less 
like a member of the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they are now. Uh, and I can see people, you know, making sure they well spending money on them. Uh, and and there is more opportunities there. So definitely, yeah, that's 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 an improvement. Uh, there are certain mm-hmm. procedures you wouldn't expect to undertake back then. Uh, and also, the place where I'm from is, you know, is Costa del Sol. <laughs> there is yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. half of it is British. So <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think we own it anymore, do we? No, just half of it. Just half of it. Just half. Of it. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, so so it's, that, all, it's all British pubs and um, fish and chip shops, isn't it? Elder? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of them. I mean, yeah. one I, I when I talk to my partner there, um, she says, Oh, the place I absolutely love is this fish and chips that is um looked oh. after by a by a Welsh person. I thought, all right. <laughs> God. But but you have some of the best food in the world. I love Spanish food, I love eating Spanish food, I love cooking Spanish food, and I love drinking Spanish wine when I'm cooking and eating Spanish food. Paella is my favourite dish in the world, ever. And You can pronounce it properly, which is uh, very good. Well done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Yes. I, I cook it reasonably, I think, as well. No, no complaints. Yes. You, how, how thick do you let the crust go at the bottom? Oh, it just... It goes and goes. It goes and goes. It depends whether I'm cooking it on, uh, on coals or, uh, or inside on gas. Right. Okay. So my favourite way of cooking it is on the barbecue. Can you tell me the ingredients of a paella? I'm not going to tell you my spice mix because that's rather secret. Okay. Uh, there, there is obviously a fair amount of, of, um, of saffron in it. Uh, but I do add a little bit of turmeric. I always use homemade stocks. So I'll use a chicken stock uh, that, that's homemade. Obviously the risotto rice. Uh, I like adding peas. I know it's a bit contentious, but I do like that. Yeah. last minute and uh, and red uh, peppers never any green ones uh, a large spanish onion and about as much garlic as you can possibly hope to put in yeah, that's fantastic uh, i then have um i so my wife and and one of my daughters are vegetarian so we don't tend to to use chicken on 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 every occasion but we do have a lot of seafood and i tend to have a little bit of smoked haddock some unsmoked haddock fresh cod uh, monkfish and lotte is that what it is in spanish monkfish and mm. um, and if i can get it some gurnards i do love that you have to spend a while filleting it some gambas yes and uh, mussels at the end of it and some wonderful squid goes in all there. right and it's very easy to overdo the squid so if you're cooking it the squid should really just go in uh, at the last minute with the prawns just to brown them off okay well done Thank you very much. <laughs> How's the is that a is that a seal of approval from you? Yeah, that is a, that's that's all right. I mean, I, I was expecting to say chorizo. Chorizo doesn't go in paella. No, no ah, absolutely. Okay, okay. and I thought yeah. I was going to tell him off for that, but that didn't happen. So I'm actually quite happy about it. <laughs> Thank you very much. Whoa, there we go. I've eased it. There we go. I'll raise a glass to that one. That's brilliant stuff. Cheers for that. But as I say, my and my one of my second favorite dishes is zarzuela. Now, okay, I don't... way to pronounce it. It's um, now that's a, I think it's a Basque recipe, but it's a crab soup essentially. Yeah. That'll be from the north. Um, I'm, I'm familiar, it's almost a different country, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, like Aberdeen is with us, like Scotland, yes. yes. <laughs> I think the Basques would agree with you there, <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably they will. A lot, although, them. although I went out with a girl from Malaga once who wore a Basque, so huh? you know. 
Go figure. Yeah, yeah. You've got like fifty percent of people want independence, fifty percent don't. So you you'll never get a winner on those things. Same with the uh, with Catalonia, with the Catalans. You know. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, we were we were talking about um, uh, about something else, and I distracted you completely with Paella because I get quite um, quite into it. But you were telling us about more than just, and what makes you more than just a vet, in your view. Yes. What, what makes what makes someone more than just? I'm going to ignore the just vet. Yes. Um, well, more than just. I think we we all do other things other than you know um, spend however many hours at work and then go home and think about you know pets that they don't get better or you are unsure about and because we all have these dreams and this this um, patient who uh, chase you overnight. Um, mm. But um, you know, we doing a podcast. That's that's your hobby. That's your let out your your mm-hmm. your escape. Uh, and and one of the things I, I do when I when I get uh, people in is to ask them what what their hobbies, what are their dreams, and mm-hmm. is is amazing how they have lots of uh, interests, hobbies, and you know, and they are absolutely happy to talk about them and they have nothing to do with veterinary science Mm -hmm. and and i think that's what make people be more than just a vet absolutely so in in a list of of hobbies you would say podcasting is one of your main hobbies yeah at the moment i mean having having a one-year-old son there isn't a lot more hobbies you can have fortunately there isn't there isn't a lot is there and and you mentioned earlier about um how to some extent this was to try and reveal the the inner life of a vet to the yeah. public yes is that yeah yeah to try and get them to understand our our world mm-hmm. yes yes because uh, I, I think you're absolutely right most clients would would not recognize that that, that we have a life outside of the clinic yeah that we ever do anything other than their pets uh, or, or indeed the the perhaps the stresses the fun parts and the stresses Yes. And, and that can be true of us as well. We don't tend to think of our dentists or doctors having a, a life outside. <laughs> yeah. but, but so that was that the main motivator then for doing the podcast? Or yeah, yeah. Well, there is also um, being able to to use my computer skills because I I enjoy them. So, so mm-hmm. that's that's that that too, of, of course. So so you'd had a really rough time in consult. And you were thinking, if only I could reach out to Mrs. Jones and Mrs. Brown and Mrs. Smith and explain that I'm not just stuck in these four walls. I have a life outside of here. Yes. What I'm, gonna I'm do. just like you. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's exactly it. So that was what it was. <laughs> yes, that's what it was. Yes, absolutely. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you what it was, and I'll tell you, and, and I'm a human too. Be uh, yeah. kind. Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, it, that's what it is, yes. Okay. Yeah. That's a good idea. And sometimes yeah. you just love to be able to, t- to say to people, whoa, 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 let's stop the conversation, let's stop this consult. And let's just say, actually, do you know, I'm a human too. I appreciate all of your feelings, all of your concerns, all of your worries. I'm not, you know, don't, don't shoot me because I found something wrong with your pet. Don't, don't shoot me down because actually I can't give you the answers here and now. But please let's work through this together and understand that I want the same outcome as you, which is essentially a well pet and a stress free life. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, that's, that's pretty much what it is. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and you, if that doesn't work, slap them. It's the only way. Yeah. 
you're, you're not allowed now with COVID. You're not. You're not allowed no. to. No. They, you no. can elbow them, I think. The best about <laughs> yes. it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. So this is available. This podcast is available out on Spotify. Yeah, iTunes, pretty much in all on all platforms. Podcasts, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's all in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the website is more than just a bit .net, right? Uh, and then, but you just put it in in Google, and and it comes one of the one of the ones there, uh, and and it's and it's free. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you, you you've spoken as, as we have, I guess, to. Um, to a lot of different vets who you never met before. Yes, and to be honest, I haven't met them either. I've never seen them in person. Yeah. yeah. And it's lovely, isn't it, actually? You, you realise what a big profession this is and what uh, yeah. uh, what, what binds us as, as yes. vet. Well, obviously, Mike, Mike isn't a vet, but what binds us to to this profession, to, to hmm. the animal medical world. Yes. And also realise that actually everyone has interests outside of that. Everyone has different parts of their lives and everyone yes. is more than a vet and you're obviously you're, you're part of being more than a vet is uh you're more than more than a general purpose vet yes. aren't you? because you're an ophthalmologist as well i do a little bit of i yes mm-hmm. uh, of of veterinary uh, ophthalmology yes mm-hmm. what got you into that ah that's a really good question <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Why got me into that? Okay. Um, I think a lot of um, our lives, or maybe my life, is about control. Uh, and and it's, it's difficult to try to control as, as much as you can. And sometimes getting more... Oh, this is a very long explanation. No, that's fine. We have time. We've yes. got time. <laughs> um, okay. So I like maths and things that are f- finite that I can control mm-hmm. and I find veterinary sciences is very wide mm-hmm. I'm not saying that ophthalmology is narrow because it's not but I feel it's a part of the anatomy I can concentrate easily uh, yes. in, in my mind so it's easier for me to uh, concentrate in just one part of the body even though it's you know um interconnected with everything else and there's a lot of uh, mm-hmm. systemic diseases that they impact the eye uh, but is is if, if you think about orthopedics you're looking at pretty much every single bone in the body is is too wide uh, if you looking at well internal i have medicine, to say as as an orthopod i've never once been asked to repair a stapedial fracture in the um, in the inner ear although i do have a friend in fact we had him on the podcast didn't we who does yeah. just that it's a yes. human ENT surgeon who replaces uh, the, um, the the auditory ossicles. Well, then, th- there you go. But that's that that's how I feel. So because my head is, you know, very, I'm very mathematic um, uh, minded. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought Talmology will help. I don't know if it has or not. Uh, but uh, <laughs> uh, I I find I find a subject I really enjoy. So that's. Um, that's that's what made me think about ophthalmology, and that's why I started to do that. And, right. and, and yeah, I really enjoyed it. I'm, I'm still trying to work this out. Dermatology, ophthalmology. I, surely they're virtually the same. Why dermatology? <laughs> no, no, no. There, there, are, there are subtle differences, and you're, you're dealing with one organ system with each. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, although with um, uh, 
uh, with ophthalmology, you're also dealing with the tictated mental pathways within the brain. But the big difference, and I think Fran will agree with me here, is that ophthalmology is interesting, whereas dermatology isn't. Right. Is that right? I don't want to make you have make an, it too an basic. emergency in, in dermatology? All the time, I think, don't they? I'm not a dermatologist. I've got no interest in dermatology at I'm all. I'm just asking. No, no, can you, you have, have a... an emergency in dermatology? No, if skin bursts open, then you see a soft tissue surgeon. And, and... I'm, oh, I'm my just... God, it's a yeast infection. Quick, it must be seen immediately. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, if, you, if you're in a referral practice as dermatologist, are you guaranteed you're not going to be on call? Christmas Day is bliss, I think. For dermatologists and please any dermatologists watching or listening please uh, disagree with that take time from your busy schedules and, and write in <laughs> please do and complain come on, come on the show come on veterinary well, come on explain it to <laughs> us yeah <laughs> I, 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 a very good friend of mine is a dermatologist and he's born and, 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 and he he loves his job he, if you love your job then you find it interesting i as a as a primary clinician never really found dermatology all that interesting and absorbing um you know seven ways with steroids is the uh, the biggest <sighs> best-selling dermatology books isn't it? uh ophthalmology i love i, I do enjoy ophthalmology uh, I'm, I'm not uh, i haven't reached the exalted status that, that you have but i i do corneal surgery i do uh, oh, brilliant. Uh, and, um, eyelid surgery as well and love it i, I one of my favorite pieces of ophthalmic surgery uh, a conjunctival pedicle flow grafts okay yeah yeah brilliant i love the, the technical nature You're absolutely right there is there's a, a mathematical precision about it isn't there you are yeah. being very precise in the work you do yeah so i can see that yeah, yeah. yeah. whereas with yeasts and drawing <laughs> We, we, we don't want to do that. So so as an opth ophthalmology specialist, I mean, has that always been specialist. on your radar? Not a specialist? Oh, sorry. No, okay. no, no. That's, that's forbidden to use that word. <laughs> well, hang on. No, we're certificate a, holder. Uh, we, we, certificate holder. That's fair yeah. enough. <laughs> but we've, we've come across this several times, haven't we? But we've never yeah. really explored it for our listeners who aren't veterinary surgeons. Yes. So I've just yeah. used I've just used the the forbidden word the yes. specialist s word the s word yes. so you're a certificate holder in ophthalmology yes. yeah and some of our other guests have been experts in their field rather than specialists well, not even that they they can't call themselves experts other people can can say that they are considered to be experts mm -hmm. uh, we can call ourselves um, gypsies to some extent <laughs> TPs with a special interest yes, yes. Uh, so it's a human doctoral term but but yeah the the, the, um, the term specialist is uh, reserved purely for those who have been granted specialist status yes. by the governing bodies in, in, uh, in the UK it's the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons. Yeah. So would you become a specialist then, Fran? Are you thinking you've got probably, a certificate, you're going to go on and do? Probably not. Okay. Uh, simply because uh, to do that, you'll have to do possibly a residency, mm -hmm. uh, which I will be paid not enough to feed my kid. Uh, and therefore, that won't happen. 
Right. And, and that's the big problem, isn't it? As a yeah. g- going down the residency route uh, as a human surgeon yes. is very lucrative. Very lucrative yeah. indeed. Going down the residency route, nephil specialist route as a veterinary surgeon costs money. Yeah. yeah. You don't get paid much. You, you, you go back to earning perhaps a little bit less even than you did as a, as a new graduate. Yeah. And then you're not guaranteed earning much afterwards either. Yeah. Mm. They've been talks about, you know, having a direct route from certificate holder to specialist, but that route doesn't exist at the moment. Fair enough. Maybe it will, because I know they're short of um, ophthalmic specialists, aren't they? Uh-huh. Um, mm. There are. There are a national shortage. Ah, oh, there is a national shortage. Of everything. I know what we can do, though. I know what we can do. Yes. Have you, have you, we we asked a lot of our guests this this first, yes. and right. most 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 guests nod and say yes, and, yes. and and they they we believe what they say. We believe that they have come across the section of our show that we call sixty second CP. Oh yes, yes, of course. Oh, yes. oh, you know all about this then? Yes, of course, because I heard and I have listened to a couple of your shows, and I <laughs> and and I think it's really interesting. I find that I, honestly, I haven't. Listen to all episodes, but the the couple of I listen to is is actually quite interested, of course. Okay, so I I got, it, I got it ready. Don't you worry. Okay, that's fantastic. <laughs> so so in that case, then, well, I, I'm, I'm, this is a long shot, yes. but are you are you would you be up for the sixty second CPD challenge? Let's try. Okay. Yes. So so what what's your going to be your chosen subject then, Fran? It's going to be about eyes, of course. It's going to be up. Okay, about eyes. Okay. Yes. All right. So. Welcome to the 60-second CPG, CPD challenge. Francisco <clears throat> Gomez is going to give us 60 seconds of quality CPD, all about eyes, starting now. Hello. So if you have a corneal ulcer, please check you don't have also dry eye. Don't assume you have a, a glaucoma because you're pulling from the head of your dog while you're checking the pressure. If the ulcer hasn't healed in one week, uh, please stop adding drops and booking the pet for the week where you're on holidays. And when you're doing an unicleation in a cat, please don't pull from the eye because you'll make the cat blind in the other eye. Um, and well, don't um, don't spend your life trying to stop the bleeding after the nucleation because you don't really need to ligate the, the artery. And one thing for <laughs> everyone is don't casually put on the record that I think the dog has cataracts when he only has nuclear sclerosis and this applies oh. to everything else like murmurs because when they really have it the company insurance won't pay for it there we go well done do, do you know that's great you've hit a, one of my personal bugbears the number of vets who cannot tell nuclear sclerosis from um, cataracts, and it's so so frustrating. So frustrating. Uh, and you're absolutely right. They, they, they'll put it on the notes, and even if you say afterwards, no, no, this is not nucleosclerosis, or it wasn't nucleosclerosis, but now the dog has a cataract, then you know, naturally enough, the insurance company will say, well, someone said that he had a cataract three years ago. Yes, and you then got a real <laughs> problem saying yes no you, that, means, that was nuclear sclerosis well, how, how do you know because i know yes how 
yes, how is that insurance going to pay for that cataract surgery when yeah. three years ago someone said there was a cataract casually, didn't probably even inform the owner. He just said, I think it's got cataracts. Sometimes the owner tells you, I think it's got cataracts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it probably doesn't. Oh, he may does. Oh, he, may, he may do, but um, you, you, you got to be careful with these things. If you put in the notes that there is a life-changing um, a sign in this pet, yeah. that may impact insurance in the future and make life hell for the next pet and for that client and for that pet. Mm-hmm. Yep. What, what, one yep. of my friends, one of my friends has got a cat and um, it has now developed, get ready for this, it's developed type 1 diabetes. A cat. Developed. <laughs> and that's got in no, the notes. No, no, it hasn't. Yes, it has. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a good one, isn't it? You know, it's, it's funny, actually, talking about a nucleation and for, hmm. for the... Uh, the yes that are so, so, so nucleation means removing a uh, removing the eye removing the eye which of course we have we have yes to do it's on, actually on not there, there is a, a few terms there is a nucleation excentration yeah. and all that but uh, in layman terms the nucleation removing the eye <laughs> so it, it was a great 60 second cpd by the way very good yeah, thank you and, and, and you mentioned something else which is about um uh th- there's a time element involved in um in ophthalmic problems in eye problems the client should be aware of. Yeah. So would you give any general advice to clients if they're worried about their, their dog or cat's eyes? Uh, is it something that they should leave for a weekend and bathe in? Of course, just bathe with salt water and wait until next year. Absolutely, absolutely. Or alternatively, what? Well, alternatively, <laughs> come and see the vet as soon as possible. <laughs> I think so, because actually a lot of eye problems are quite time sensitive aren't they yes absolutely and um and, and often uh, people want to see you and just get some eye drops and go home and um and i you have to explain to them look these things we need to monitor and, and see where things are going mm-hmm. which I, i'm guessing is with a lot of conditions well you only have two eyes and you know um there is a big life-changing event for for an animal to lose their eyes sure Sure, yeah. it is. It is absolutely. Yeah. They can't look up to you with both of them and demand food as easily. <laughs> but you have given us a, a great sixty-second CPD, and I have think. You, have you got a certificate, Julian? I have. I think. Oh, fantastic! That's oh. meritorious of a CPD certificate. So I'm going to talk you through this. It says uh, certificate of ophthalmology stuff. <laughs> And it's very says, technical. That's a very technical term, that Julian. I, I, I hope I like it's not that. too technical. Okay. It was at the end of the day, it was a stuff. So okay. I, well, I'm I wasn't quite sure what that. you were going to okay. say, and of course, I do this in advance of the, the certificates. So I was, I was kind of hoping you would talk about ophthalmology because otherwise, if you didn't, if you didn't touch on ophthalmology, then I had certificates of general thingness. <laughs> so. Um, I know so a lot talk- of I know a lot of general thickness as well, but we'll do we'll leave that for another yep. day. <laughs> well, that's good. We'll do we'll do the thickness another time. I'm glad you did yes. the ophthalmology. <laughs> so, uh, so this certifies that the listener uh, has listened, the speakers have spoken, yes. and all is well with the world. And then it says, "Let's party, but say we didn't," because I think if the government can say that. We can too. Yes. So, are we talking about? Sorry, what what what, what that was that? What was the party? Yeah, what the, party? 
there was never a party. No, no, no it's a business meeting. It was a business meeting with one and Yeah, but it yeah. didn't happen. And, um, and we're going to have, uh, I don't know uh, whether they're going to announce another lockdown, but um, I, I feel if they do, then my life is going to revolve around nightly business meetings with as many people as I know. Okay, I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't let you get on with get, get, get out of this. Uh, when, when I first came to the UK, Yes. I I used to I, I actually cook paella for some of my my colleagues, mm-hmm. uh, and then I live uh, in the practice in the same building, and I used to have wine in my lunch before going to work, um, so that was absolutely normal. And I explained that to the nurses, and they looked me with a with, with a bit of a face, thinking, "So you are drinking before coming to work?" I said, "Yeah." I mean, my dad was a taxi driver, and I used to do the same thing. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I uh, realized after then that that's not that acceptable in the UK. So we stopped. But apparently, uh, you know, government officials do the same thing. I think they do. Do you know, in my first job, so this was 25 years ago, uh, I worked in mixed practice. And most days we'd go for a pub lunch and we'd have a beer. Yeah. And no problem with that. And these days you're considered a pariah. Yeah. I I won't comment whether it's right or wrong, but these days, you know. You have a couple of vodkas for breakfast and people say, no, there's something wrong with that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know what they're talking <laughs> about. Do that at school. What, what are they? What are they talking about? Obviously, we're, we're recording this at 7am and cheers, everyone. The gym's on. Yeah. Che- cheers. Going down, Monkey, Monkey 47, so much more than a breakfast drink. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> so what have we got here? We've got some eyes as well. There we go. Now, there's a dog. With a, That's a dog with an eye. Episcleral hemorrhage. Fantastic. And, and then I've got another. So can you guess what eye that is? Second one down. Is, is that, that even? I don't think that's an eye. That's an uh, elephant. No, it's an eye. It's an, it's eye. an elephant. It's not, no. it's not an elephant, but it is an ungulate. You're absolutely right. Ah. It's a rhino. Okay. It is there a rhino. Okay. And do you know what that is? Uh, it's Arctic not, tern. It looks like a You're bear. You're absolutely right. <laughs> You're absolutely right. What we would call a seagull. Although there's no such word as a seagull. Uh, and then we have, uh, what do we have here? This is a beach in Spain. Uh, uh, and and I, cannot, I cannot remember where it is. I know it was a holiday I went to in Spain and I can't remember which beach it was. But there we go. That's this, right. is, this is a sunset. Now, this isn't Spain, but it's, uh, it's a Spanish province. This is Fuerteventura. Oh, right. Nice. Fuerteventura, yes. Yeah. Uh, and here that's at the your bottom, paella. Is and that's your paella. paella. Oh, on, wow. on a big fire pit. And That's nice. here, here we also have some... Uh, now, this is uh, conejas, is that right? The uh, rabbit dish? Uh, co- conejo. 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 Yes, yes. Uh, uh, which I did cook with chorizo. Okay. And it was jolly nice. But here is a uh, paella valenciana. Yes, uh, wow. On the, on the barbecue. And uh, wonderful it was too. Went yes. down with a, a nice tempranillo. I'm 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 am so you know um, impressed and happy that you put that in my um, um, certificate in my uh, certificate of CPD. Thank you. You're very welcome. We'll we'll, we'll get this yes. sent to you. But that's... I okay. think. I we think need to start wrapping up, do we? I was going to say I think it's time for us to say, Francisco Gomez, more than just a vet. Much. More, Thank you much very more. very much for joining us. If you've enjoyed what you've heard tonight, don't forget. Click like, subscribe, tell your friends. If you haven't enjoyed what you've heard, then send us an email to the the regular email address. 
it doesn't actually exist. It's okay. For us, it's <laughs> no one looks so, at it anyway. So yeah, so so click like, and if we've covered anything that you'd like us to go into more depth in, then let us know, and we'll do what we can. So I think all it remains for us to do is to say, Francisco Gomez, thank you very much indeed. I'll raise a glass to you, and may your dog go with you. Thank you, Fran. May your dog go with you. Cheers. Cheers. And cut. <laughs> Here we go. So how was that, Fran? Oh, I enjoyed it, really. Thank you, you enjoyed very much. yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Hope I was and we, okay. And we've enjoyed it too. Thanks so much yeah. for coming on. Yeah. It's been great.